Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com for Preakness Day, May 21st, up in Baltimore at Pimlico Racecourse. They will run the second leg of the Triple Crown without the Derby winner. And we'll get to the Preakness in a moment. It wraps up the late pick four. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We'll take a look at the late pick four on the Preakness Day card that starts in race 10, the James W. Murphy Stakes. These are three-year-olds going a mile on the turf. And where did you land? Landed on Riot House, the seven-horse for Louis Saez. Um, lots of reasons there. Danny Gargan is a 24% trainer. Louis Saez has knocked me out of at least three pick fours in the last two months by getting a horse out there on the lead and milking it. And I think that's exactly what he can do with Riot House here. There's some other speed in the race, but those horses have not raced on the turf. They, they have speed on dirt. So I think Riot House looks like the controlling speed in here, got one of the best jockeys, one of the best trainers. So I like Riot House quite a bit in here. Um, for the pick four, I'm also going to use uh, Ready to Perform for Brad Cox. But uh, he's been off since November when he raced at uh, listed Stakes at at uh, Del Mar after winning his first two, one at Ellis and one at Laurel. Uh, he took him out to the West Coast and um, didn't didn't do that well. He's obviously had some issues getting back to the races. Uh, thinking he's going to need one, so I think Lighthouse here is a, a really good bet off that last win, a 77 buyer in an optional 75,000 at Gulfstream. And um, two in a row, Danny Gargan, Louis Saez, I think go to the window. I ended up uh, taking a bit of a price in this uh, James W. Murphy stakes with the nine horse, Crabs and Beer. Love that name. Uh, this horse made a, a big buyer jump when he got put on the turf for the first time in his last start. And I went back and watched the race. And as I'm watching the race, I know he's won. I'm thinking, uh, you know, when is he going to kick in here? And then they kind of float him off the rail, find a spot. And once they do, he had just an explosive turn of foot that uh, suggests to me that maybe he's found his right home here on the turf and just you know, had the look of a turf horse by the way he ran. And so if uh, he is taking to the turf as it looks like he may be and improves off that last race, he could be tough in here. I watched the gallop out uh, and uh, look like distance. The added distance wouldn't be any problem for him. So I'm going to try to beat the the two more likely winners in ready to perform in riot house um if you want to go deeper uh joe is a nice horse uh just uh, you know at this level but the turf is a question mark but if he transfers to turf he is a stakes winner and uh would merit some respect but ended up with the taking a swing with crabs and beer in the 10th the 11th race the sir barton stakes for three-year-olds on the main track at a mile and a 16th this race produced a belmont winner in sir rava uh, earlier in this uh, century for Kenny McPeak. And I think um, the field here this year, I don't think we're going to see any uh, future Belmont winners, but it is a nice-looking group. Uh, I think B. Dock is going to be interesting in here. Really ran a sensational race at Keeneland, just blew the field away, got a 92 buyer, way better than anything he'd done before. And if he can handle the two turns and off that jump, he should be tough. But I think... I'm going to try to take a stand against him. I think people are going to load up on that improvement. And there are a couple of horses in here that are more battle-tested. Uh, Ethereal Road down on the inside, dropping out of uh, the Lexington Stakes and the Bluegrass before that. 
And then uh, you've got Mr. Jefferson, and that's who I ended up taking a shot with. He had a big wake-up race last time, 87 buyer. The second start, making the second start here off a short break. Again, he's been battle-tested. He's, he's played a tougher schedule than B-Doc has. And uh, I think he looks to be an improving horse. So I'm going to take a shot with Mr. Jefferson over B-Doc and Ethereal Road. If you want to go deeper, uh, Brooklyn Diamonds does have a two-turn maiden, a two-turn experience under his belt, and uh, B-Doc doesn't. But Mr. Jefferson for me in the Sir Barton, how about you? Well, I took a swing with this one. I'm going to go deep in the pick four, but I'm, I like Rugs, the outside horse, the 10 hole for Ron Moquette, and Rosario takes them out here, which means that uh, he, he's very well meant in this spot. Uh, don't like the post position at a mile 16th, but uh, this horse has got good positional speed, and I think Rosario will get him in the race from the outside and not lose too much distance. The, the race at, at Oakland, where you got an 83 buyer, stacks up against pretty much anything in, in the race. And uh, if the horse is getting better, there's a huge move up from uh, Cabrera to Rosario. So I think that's worth a couple links, at least, if not four or five. So I think he's going to move up very well uh, from the outside. I'm going to use Unikey for Terry Pompey, a really consistent, uh, lightly raced horse who almost won uh, at Keeneland last time out, got beat by a nice horse called Condemn. I'm going to use Mr. Jefferson, your horse coming out of Federico Tessio and uh, at Laurel. I'm going to use Serial Road, the obvious one, to be Doc. I've got to use all five of those on the pick four to try to get through the race. But uh, I think 10 to 1 on the outside horse with Joel Rosario, if you can get that, a bargain. Let's go to race 12. It's the Jim McKay Turf Sprint. Three-year-olds and up here. They go on the turf five furlongs. A lot of these maybe have been running five and a half or more. Um, where did you land in the turf sprint? I'm going to age myself. I always think of Jim McKay when I watch the Pimlico uh, races, and he was he was the voice of the Preakness, and I always loved to hear him watch, hear him call the uh, the races and, and the uh, anchor the footage, anchor the uh, coverage Amen. of the Preakness. He's a, a great sportscaster. Um, I think this horse, this race goes through the two and the three, Katatari and Seven Cent. Um, couldn't choose between them. They use both of them in the pick four. Um, maybe a, a slight edge to Karatari, who is seven for 20 lifetime at the distance of five furlongs and 15 out of 20 of the money. So, um, horse hadn't raced at Pimlico, but he takes his race with him wherever he goes. He, uh, he won at Keeneland back in October. He won at Gulfstream in December. He's had a rest since then and just a five furlong, five and a half furlong specialist, always in the race. Uh, going back to the past performances, you can't really find a bad one until you go back to September of 2020. Uh, seven cents for Cox and Giroux is going to be right there as well. Uh, one allowance at Keeneland uh, last time out in April. So this horse has maintained his form throughout the year. This will be his seventh start in 2022, which is kind of amazing. But he's been right there in the mid-90 buyers the last four times. So I think he's got a big shot as well. I really didn't like anything else in here. I thought um, Karatari's always already beaten Smoking Jay, uh, the six-horse for Ortiz. And on the outside, Hollis, if he were to equal that 109 buyer that he got at Oakland, he's going to blow this field away. But he hasn't done that since then. But I could be stretched out to use Hollis as well. But I'm going to stick with the two horses, two and three, Karatari and seven cents. Ended up on seven cents. That uh, first start for the Cox Barn was really impressive. And... Seemed to win in watching that race with some something left in the tank, I thought. And I, I think he's going to be really tough 
in here. Caratari, um, got to use certainly. Uh, Mr. Hustle made a big improvement in the first start for the Maker Barn. So this is the race I'm going to go deepest to see if I could maybe uh, catch a, a little bit of a price. Bank on the inside, main angle there. It's, it's the never person has not run on the turf before, but you get Joel Rosario. He is exceptional in turf sprints. I mean, obviously he's great in a lot of categories, but really excels in turf sprints. So I like uh, him on a, on a turf sprinter, getting a nice rail draw. Uh, Rosario's a great finisher, and I think this horse could be uh, running at him late, and so I'm going to have him on my ticket, and I'm going to throw in Hollis as well. They ran him in this spot last year, and he didn't really do much, so the fact that they're uh, trying again suggests maybe they think there was a, an excuse for that, and he's uh, got a legit shot in here, so... On his best day, as you said, he could uh, he could be tough. So in case it's his best day, I'm going to have him on the ticket. The 13th race is the Preakness. Don't have the Derby winner, but we have the Derby runner-up, who's the big favorite in here in Epicenter. They'll go a mile and three sixteenths, so a sixteenth shorter than the Derby. And I usually try to find a way to beat the favorite, uh, and so I'm trying here. I'm going to key on simplification. What I'm gonna, the way I'm gonna play the race is just a key simplification in exactas with the other three uh, likely uh, winners. But I went back and watched the Derby with simplification, just focusing on his trip, and he kind of got squeezed just a few jumps out of the gate and didn't really look comfortable, and it was a, a lot farther back than he's ever been, and uh, got kind of I thought just a, a little uncomfortable there, maybe expended some more energy than they would have liked, and just getting back into a comfort zone. So once he did all that, he still went wide around the, t the second turn. And with all that, was finishing well and uh, finished up fourth. And I thought the three horses that finished ahead of him all had much better trips than he did. So on that angle, I'm going to think simplification could run an improved race. Uh, he'll need you know Epicenter to regress, I think, to be able to beat him. But... That could happen. Johnny V is, I think, taking over the mound on this horse because Ortiz goes to early voting. And uh, Johnny V, I think, will be more aggressive with this horse. And so I can see him getting a good trip from the rail. And uh, the other thing I liked is this horse ran on three weeks rest as a two-year-old and ran a big race. So he uh, doesn't have to have a lot of time between races. Um, I'm going to try and beat Epicenter. He certainly looks like the most likely winner, and if uh, you know he runs his best race, I don't think that they will beat him. But I did note that he regressed on his buyer figure slightly from the Louisiana Derby to the Kentucky Derby. Um, maybe he's you know uh, maybe there's not not another step forward if if he uh, doesn't you know bounce back and, and run a better number. I don't know that if he'll he'll win this, and so I'm going to take a shot that uh, maybe he won't do that, and he'll end up needing to get a little break before he comes back for something like the Haskell. So I'm going to try to beat Epicenter on that angle, but knowing that you know he's certainly the one to beat. Early voting figures to control the the pace, but I think there's a other speed in here, and that was a, as perfect a trip as he could get in the Wood Memorial, and he still couldn't win. Now he has improved, and he's only had three starts, but still. I'm going to try to beat him on that angle. And then Secret Oath, I think, could be dangerous. I just think, you know, you look at Phillies that have come here. Rachel won. Uh, Swiss Skydiver won. Uh, you know, Rags and Riches, when she ran to the Belmont, she won. Uh, when these sharp trainers put uh, Phillies into these spots, they usually know what they're doing. And that, uh, you know, the, the horse has got a big shot. So 
I think uh, Secret Oath could be a player in here. So, anyway, I'm going to go back to simplification, key him with all three of those in exactus and use all four of the pick four. How do you see the Preakness? Well, I was going to give you a hard time you mentioned that Philly after she won the Oak so easily. Yes, she did. Uh, I'm going to key on her. I'm not sure she's going to win the race. Uh, I'm almost certain she's going to get the money. I'd be shocked if she gets out out, out of second and third. Um, I think she's maintained her form so well. She had a rough trip at the Arkansas Derby. Uh, I picked her in the Oaks. I loved her in the Oaks because she ran three and a half lengths behind the boys in, in the Arkansas Derby. None of the other Phillies had even tried the boys. So I think she was a, a standout there, and that four to one was a gift. She's not a standout here. I think uh, Epicenter, if he runs his race, and if he doesn't regress for the Derby, he's going to win the race. I think it's a real good shot. That that took a lot out of him in the Derby. I mean, he he was all out from the top of the stretch to the end. And, I mean, he thought he had, you know, I'm sure Rosario thought he had the race won and the, and the horse came up the rail and beat him. But, I mean, he was he was head and head with um, my horse that I, oh, um, Zandon. Zandon. Zandon the entire stretch. And that can't move him forward. I don't. I don't think that that kind of race, when you fight that hard and you lose, I don't think you move forward off that. So, taking a shot that that he's not going to move forward. If he moves forward, he wins the race. Very simply, because nobody else has run a triple digit buyer in here, and that scares me. He's got the top three buyers in the race by far. The next closest, I think, early voting has a ninety six, and so does simplification has a couple ninety sixes. I think you're right on simplification. I think he's got a real opportunity to move up. He got a tough, tough trip out of a tough hole in the Derby. Uh, he was 15th to the top of the stretch. He winds up only getting beaten three and a half. So uh, Simplification has every right to move up. Um, I like Secret Oath. Early voting, I, I can see him leading the race. I, I don't think he, he can go wire to wire, although Ortiz did get off Simplification to go to him. So that's one indication. Um, and I'm going to throw in another horse here that you might think I'm crazy, I don't know why an owner, unless he's just got more money than he has sense to do with, uh, paid $150,000 to supplement creative minister. And Kenny McPeak has come to the Preakness and upset some people before, and I would not be shocked if this horse runs really well. Um, he's making a huge jump in class, obviously, but he's as lightly raced as early voting, so he's got a, a good ceiling. He still hasn't reached his potential. If he reaches his potential here, and like I said, they paid $150,000 to supplement him. They're not throwing away money here, I don't think. So I'm going to put Creative Minister in my picks as well. So I'm going to go five deep in the pick four. So what's your pick four ticket look like? All right, I have a $50 pick four. I'm going light, heavy, light, heavy. So in the uh, Murphy, I'm going two deep with the five and the seven, Riot House and Ridge Perform. Uh, five deep in the Sir Barton, the one, five, six, eight. 10 with 10 rugs being my top pick. Uh, only t- taking the two horses and the Jim McKay, the Karatari, and Seven Cents, the two and the three. And then going five deep in the Preakness with one, two, four, five, and eight. If you made me make a win bet, I would probably put a win bet on Secret Oath with a little bit of saver on Creative Minister. So my $50 ticket is five, seven with one, five, six, eight, ten with two, three with one, two, four, five. I am taking a, a little bigger swing at the pick four than uh, I normally do, but it's a big day, and um, if I can catch a, a price or two in here, it could, this could pay nice. So I'm going to start with 
579 and hope I can get crabs and beer home at a price in the first leg. Then 156 in the Sir Barton, five deep in the turf sprint, 12359, and then four deep in the Preakness, 1458 for a $90 ticket. If you, uh, you know, you could cut it down $18 if you want to throw out Hollis uh, in the uh, turf sprint. That'd be probably the first one of these I would uh, throw out off my ticket. So if you want to pare it down a little bit, you could do that. But $90 ticket for me. Best of luck wherever you are playing on Saturday, the Preakness card or uh, Churchill Downs, Belmont. I think it's uh, Churchill and Belmont races that are combining to make up the cross-country pick five this week. So best of luck wherever you play, and we'll see you next week for another edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.